Welcome to Feminine Fitness, a podcast for women that want to make simple shifts in their fitness and nutrition that make a big difference. I'm your host, Joelle, and I've been a health and fitness coach for over a decade. I teach women how to look and feel vibrant every day with workouts, food, and mindset changes that support feminine hormone cycles. Each episode, I will give simple tips that are easy to implement that align your goals with cycle syncing. If you feel like achieving your health and fitness goals is always a fight against your body, I want to help you stop the struggle and work with your body. I'm so glad you're here and welcome to today's episode. Hello, my friend. Welcome to this Friday bonus episode where I'm going to share just my thoughts and tips and advice for if you are like, hmm, I really should start looking for a therapist, but what does that look like? What should I do? How should I find somebody? So I'm first going to go in my tips on that, and then I'm going to share with you my experience with different therapy sessions, different therapists, different things in my life. Okay. So the first thing I, so you're coming up this is different for me. Usually I give you the chit chat and then the juicy stuff. Today I'm doing the juicy stuff and then the chit chat. So first I want you to think about what location or type of actual atmosphere would be best for you in this season of life that you're in to be consistent with therapy. There have been times where the answer for me was doing something virtual just because of the age of my kids, the limited amount of time I got away from my kids, yada, yada, yada. But then there's been other times in my life where I'm like, I need to see another human face to face. I need to look at somebody else in their eyeballs in the same room. And that is what's best for me. So that is what I want to want you to want to encourage you to do first. And the cool thing about what happened after the pandemic is a lot of therapists that are local are actually offering virtual and part of that was because of the lockdowns but then also just the convenience so even though i prefer to see my therapist in person if the road because i have to travel to get to mine it's like 40 minutes away 30 minutes away probably 30 minutes away and I, if the roads are just yucky, then I just sent her a message. I was like, hey, can we do virtual? So that's been a really cool option. Currently, right now in the season of my life, I decided it was best for me to get to know somebody in person, face to face. But like I said, when my kids were super, super little, when I was at home with my firstborn and didn't want to leave him like ever, virtual probably would have been the best option. So either way, go with what feels best for you. Then secondly, do your research. You know, if you just Google therapist near me or therapist near a town near you, if you find a couple names and pictures, I really want you to do some research on that person that you are looking towards. And this is going to be great for you, but also great for them because some of them do specialize in specific types of therapy. So if you're really struggling in your marriage, you know, going to somebody who is like specialized in marriage counseling. And even if your spouse isn't coming with you, that may just be very beneficial to go to somebody who is an expert in that area. For me, I heard from my one of my mentors, Shalene Johnson, about EMDR therapy. So I actually searched EMDR therapists near me in Fargo. And it like brought, I live near Fargo, North Dakota. 
And it brought up a list of places. And yeah, some of those are going to be search engine optimized and some of them just are lucky and are at the top. So I do want to encourage you to have a pen and piece of paper and dig on the people. Are they in a private practice? Are they in some type of like office setting? Are they specialized in anything? And a lot of therapists will have specialties, but also have some customization things that they're used to. One thing that really attracted me to my therapist, and if you are local to Fargo, I go to somebody at New Story. If you just search New Story, Fargo, North Dakota, I've heard a lot of great things about all the gals that are there. It happens to be all females that are working in their office setting. And I really do like mine. She specializes in EMDR, which was something that I really felt um, I needed because it's I wanted them to have more more specialties than just talk therapy because as I talk to you about like my experience with counselors you'll find out here in a second I am not new to the talk therapy space I also do a lot of personal development and personal growth on my own and so some of these things I was like they are way more deep-rooted than I think they are and so Um, Even though I've been with my counselor for like almost a year now, we're doing our first EMDR session on this coming month. So I will I can keep you updated on that. But research, research the person, research their tools, their qualifications, take note of it. Um, Some other great places to go are references. You know, if there's like a local moms group in in the area putting in the mom's group like hey has anybody worked with a counselor that they really like and see what other moms are saying because especially if you're struggling in areas of like being a working mom with all the life and family and and things or if you you know something like if you struggle with eating disorder you would probably want to go to somebody who has qualifications or specialties in that area right so really looking at the person the third thing is is when you do start working with somebody know that it's okay to kind of see it as like you're dating just because you meet with a therapist one or two times or a handful of times doesn't mean you're married to that person and oftentimes it does take a couple people to find a shoe that fits or a person that you really jam with okay because some therapists may um everybody's just not a fit for everybody, right? So it is a-okay to kind of like date around a little bit for a therapist. But I do think if you do steps one and steps two, like I talk about, and you get some information about the person that you're going to see before you just like step into their office or step on a virtual call with them of some sort, you'll then like shorten the curve of wondering if they're the right fit for you or not. So know that it's about building a relationship and a lot of times the first few sessions are just really kind of like first dates are where they're getting to know you, you're getting to know them. And if you're not comfortable about opening up about past or trauma, sometimes your counselor may have to really like challenge you to open up about those kind of things. But the beautiful thing about therapy and what I want you to go into is knowing that they are there and they are judgment free. Like, yes, it's cool to talk to your best friend, your mom, your significant other about what's going on in your life. But oftentimes those people are going to have biases. Like if you tell your best friend or your mom something about your spouse that really ticks you off and probably, you know, like everybody does everything, something that ticks somebody off at some point. But if it's like justified, your 
your spouse, your, or not your spouse, your best friend or your mom or whoever you told may form like a judgment on your significant other. And then therefore it's like, well, they're, I don't want that to be portrayed all the time. No, in this therapy space, you are free. They are neutral majority of the time. Majority of the time they are neutral. Like you are going to especially with a good therapist, a neutral source that is going to help you work through and then give you tools when you need it. And so the next thing is kind of rolls in. It takes time. It's okay to like change and transition. Now I'm going to get into talking to you guys about my personal experience at different phases of my life with therapy. But just to recap, the juice, the meat of this episode is when you are seeking a therapist, number one, decide what is going to be more realistic for you in this season of your life. Like, will it be easier for you to do phone or virtual type sessions with somebody? Or is this something where you really feel like being in person with somebody face-to-face majority of the times like I said with mine there are times where I've told her like let's let's hop on a video chat but I really was like I was just in a personal space where I needed face-to-face second do your research on that person do research on the office or the clinic or the credentials or if they even have some credentials behind their name that you have no idea what they are google them you know look think about what area of your life is really the like really hitting hard on your heart right now and then maybe try to find some of those counselors that are in in that expertise third is know that it takes time to build that relationship. It's okay if that first person isn't a good fit for you. And then fourth, it, it takes time. It takes time. You you really want to be open and vulnerable with them. But then also it may take a couple times for you to really feel safe in there. So let's, I've had such a wonderful experience with my first or my most recent counselor. So let me talk about how I found her. So I knew in my heart of hearts and I had in my brain time and time again, like I need to start going to therapy. Even though I had hired life coaches and business mentors and mindset mentors, the lingering of therapy really felt like it was heavy on my heart because I felt a lot of my trauma was still lingering. And I was absolutely right. And I also knew that my my thoughts and my brain were creating a reality for me that wasn't necessarily true. Like I knew my thoughts and my beliefs and my mental struggles, my automatic negative thoughts, my ants, like I've referred to them before, they have made it harder for me. And so I was wanting to focus on somebody who had EMDR training and then was also very much into talking about limiting beliefs and internal beliefs, like deep depth type of stuff. For me, when I was going into therapy, marriage was going and still is going really awesome. So I didn't necessarily filter through that type. I really was just like, mindset is my main thing. And so I found and was looking for her and I spent a a good amount of time on Google and I had a notebook and piece of paper. So if somebody stood out to me, I wrote down their name, where they work, their credentials, if I needed to Google anything. But then I kind of just went with my gut and my gut brought me to New Story in Fargo. I mean, the The name of that place is amazing. I saw a picture of the therapist that I'm working with. I saw that she was trained in EMDR. I looked at her other qualifications and I just had that like intuitive, 
ding, like try out that person, okay? And so I want you to do that type of research first. I do think that's what has helped me. We started working together and I went every week for a month and then I started to go every other week and then I went once a month and then when we got into a good groove I now go every other month and I do have access to like messaging her if I need to in between sessions but I do a lot of personal growth stuff on my own and now we have gotten to a point where I start our session and I talk to her about what is going on and then most recently I brought up like wow I as I'm becoming aware of a lot of these things like she was the one who pointed out the fact that like when I am so hard on myself, she gave me the tool and the resource of um, selfcompassion.org. I know I've talked to you guys about that before. And she really helps me process through a lot of the internal things that are going on in my mind. But then recently we like uncovered something that is deeply rooted and she was like, this would be something really cool to try out with EMDR therapy. So we're gonna do that on our next session. So that is currently like what I'm doing now. We don't meet that frequently. Um, I really kind of just wanted, I met with her and I was like, things are okay. I know there's things I want to work on, but in case I get to a really dark place again, I want to have a support system like you. Like if I ever get to a point like I did when I was in postpartum depression and anxiety or deep in trauma anxiety or anything like that, I wanted to just get to know somebody or grief. Like I think about, um, I've, I really haven't, I've had people close to me pass and I've always processed through grief really well, but there's, I mean, the, it, you know, I just want to have somebody there so that I'm not walking in to um, a new session with a new person. I just wanted to be familiar with somebody. Okay, okay, okay. So that is the most recent and the right fit for me right now and she has done like a really good job of like I feel like she listens to me I get to verbally process a lot of things but then also when I feel like I've tapped out and I really don't know something I can ask her a particular skill so one of the things I asked her was I notice for me when something is bothering me or if I'm just annoyed with something over and over and over again I blow up and I think that if I blow up and have uncontrollable emotions that I will be heard like better but I've really realized like nobody listens that well when somebody explodes right and so I was like so when there is something really um, hard to bring up and that you want to work through and talk through what are some skills and she really did help give me a tool and way of communicating that is not natural to me it's not a way that I saw modeled growing up but I definitely like took note of it and I practiced with her a couple times and now I feel good about it and I've used it once and it like was very it led to a very effective communication between me and that person that I need to communicate with okay um but I also have this is not new to me so this is not this first round with the, or this round with therapy is not my first I actually started going to counseling as early as I can remember of being in elementary school and I got to sit down with the school counselor every single week I really should kind of ask my mom like why did I do that? It like ours, my elementary school counselor, I found her on Facebook the, like last year and I sent her a message and I was like, 
I seriously still think you're one of the most amazing people in my life. And I'm just grateful that I got to spend special time with you at school. And maybe it wasn't even every week. I don't even know. But I know that I frequently went to the school counselor's office and I got to talk to somebody about things. And I don't even remember what did I talk about to her. Like, um, but I, that was like my first experience with counseling. And I always saw my mom going to counseling. And then once I went from elementary school to high school, I started seeing the high school counselor and really just had that safe space for somebody to listen to me. And my mom, I knew was going to different support groups and therapy as well. And then when, um, when I hit teenage years and I was really struggling with some trauma and secret keeping and hormones, all like all the things that teenagers go through, I started seeing another counselor. And that was when I was first introduced to like limiting beliefs and recognizing that how some of my thoughts were creating my actions and behaviors. And it was just like entry level, but I mean, it's always been kind of part of me. And then I went off to college and didn't have those support systems but also I talked about my college years and how I felt so free because I wasn't keeping a secret anymore I got a fresh start moving to college nobody really knew me I got to start all over I wasn't even living far away from my small town but it just felt like such a fresh start that I was thriving and then when I was put on bed rest after being pregnant or being pregnant with my firstborn, I really had the feeling of like, I want somebody to talk to. Like, this is really lonely being alone in this bed. And my friends, like every, you know, as it should, everybody's life continued to go on while I had to sit in bed. And I had that feeling of like, oh, it'd be just so cool to like have something to look forward to once a week where I could let my emotions out and nobody was like trying to fix it or make me feel better. Because, you know, with like family and friends and significant others, they're just like they don't want you to feel those yucky ways. Whereas I feel like in therapy, they explore the feelings with you they don't like say don't have them or don't feel that way or like oh this is going to be over and you're going to be off of bed rest in a in like 10 weeks and that's going to fly by and like in my head I'm just like it would have been nice to have somebody so I had that inkling but I was like I'm just going to persevere through because once I have this baby things are going to get much better well I had a silent reflux little babe and motherhood was way harder than I ever thought it was going to be Postpartum depression, anxiety, um, gosh, I even told my counselor the other day, I probably should have been checked for postpartum psychosis. Like, I really think I was that deep and dark into it. Um, and thank goodness I had a lot of like skill and support and personal development and personal growth because or else it would have been more ugly than what it was, I think. But I did have that lingering of like, maybe I should go see somebody. And I made a call to a therapist and I remember searching and it's all just so hazy. I remember searching like postpartum depression and anxiety therapist near me in Fargo, North Dakota, because it was one of those um, times where I was like, I feel like I should go somewhere. 
But then I was so afraid and fearful to leave my baby that I asked, when I was on the phone, I asked one question and I was like, would it be okay if I brought my baby with me to one of my appointments? And they were kind of like, oh, well, you know, this should, this should be for you and we do want to have it be focused on you. So it'd be best if you could come without the baby, but if you need to bring the baby, we understand that. And I didn't show up for my appointment. And I think I even had to pay for it. And I didn't show up for my appointment because I got so nervous and so anxiety filled to leave him. And if I would have just gone to that first appointment with him and I was able to just voice like, I don't feel like I can leave him because I don't feel like I'm going to be okay if I leave him. And I don't feel like he's going to be okay with if I leave him. And I feel like whoever I left him with wouldn't be okay either. (laughs) Like I really just had that that thinking of things and so I should have went and I should have gone but life was just busy with us selling our house and moving in with my parents for a couple months while this house that we live in now was finishing up being built and then once you know once you move into a new house it's like next thing next thing next thing and it wasn't until and then I got pregnant with my second and went through that situation, which was a way better situation than being pregnant with my first. And so that I feel that was start start of my healing. But then when I started noticing I was avoiding a lot of things that give me joy because of energy, anxiety, just mood, negative thoughts that kind of fast forwards us to a year ago, pretty much exactly a year ago, when I first went and saw the counselor that I'm still currently seeing. And that is my story with counseling and therapy and also my advice to you if you are looking for somebody because mental health is something you know you need to work through and process through and you want a safe space to do it. As much as I love my dearest and best friends and my husband is absolutely amazing, my mom is absolutely amazing, my grandma is absolutely amazing, my dad's amazing, they all love and support me at such a deep level. I just really love going to therapy because it feels so neutral. I can bring up anything and it doesn't hurt her feelings because she doesn't have uh, what's that phrase? She doesn't have a log in the fire when it comes to my family, how I'm feeling in my emotions, right? Like we can really just be in a neutral space to talk about these kind of things. So that my friend is my experience with therapy, kind of what I would sit down and tell my best friend who is consider considering going to, um, therapy or seeing a counselor of some sort is, that that is exactly the process of how I would select somebody and then that is the story of how this has always kind of been a support in my life and like Shalene Johnson says and Brock Johnson says smart people go to therapy until like successful people go to therapy because we don't want to just carry around the baggage of our ish we want to work through them we want to process them we want to not have anything hold us back and we also know that in this life we are not meant to do it all on our own right and so my friend I hope that you enjoyed today's episode I hope that it was helpful to you and I will talk to you guys in the next one